I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. It's the breakdown. Jamali Maddox with the hook. I'm in Edinburgh. I've uh, been here for about three weeks now. And I haven't been able to get a haircut, so I'm looking rough as fuck. But that's fine. Show's going okay. I'm enjoying it. Getting ready for tour. Because the tour date's on the website, by the way. So check it out. Go to And I'm doing tours of England, Europe, America. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, and today on the podcast, I've got Ian Sterling. And uh, we're recording in a lovely house in a secret location in Edinburgh. Where a lovely lady lets use her, her, her house. And it's a gorgeous house. And uh, yeah, I'm with Ian Sterling, man. And, and you know, man, I know Ian for a little while, man. I think I've known Ian now for a couple of years. And, you know, I've gigged with him, I've worked with him. And um, we've done like some old, you know, TV trailer stuff together. And uh, the conversation's good, man. I actually really enjoyed talking to him. It was nice catching up with him, you know. And we sort of talked about the change, you know, and sort of talking about, you know, what he's up to and sort of like this sort of thing now where he's the voice of Love Island and now actually becoming sort of known who he is and not just a voice anymore and just there's a face to it and how people are sort of buying into that and it's you know it's really interesting man it's interesting and he's a he's a real cool guy he's real humble he's very you know i say oh actually humble probably isn't the best <laughs> he's a very confident man but he's a he's a very cool guy man he's a, he's, a, he's a nice dude and he's got interesting stuff to say very very smart too he's got some interesting ideas on the social media and stuff so yeah man we're going to talk to him and um and you can and you know he, he's, he's got a new book out about millennials, so go buy that and support him, because uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna read it. And normally I'm I'm not I, I'm the type of guy who go yeah I'm, I'm gonna read it. And I don't, but I actually will read it because uh, he's a good dude and he deserves support. So go watch him uh, if he's if he's coming to a town near you. I don't I don't think he's touring, but if, when he does tour, make sure you go see him. He, he's he's funny, you know. He's got the Jamari stamp of approval of of uh, he has made me laugh on many occasions. So, uh, yeah, it's only a quick intro this time. Uh, normally, I, I waffle on and I start talking about what's been going on in my week. But I'm missing Edinburgh and it's, you know, I'm ready to go home. And that's about it. Uh, but, yeah, that's it. So, check out the podcast, man. Um, you know, this is uh, this is uh, the breakdown with The Hook. And uh, this is Jamali Maddox having a conversation and a catch-up with my good friend Ian Sterling. Hope you enjoy. Jamali nine thousand. Get the hat on, mate. Do you know what? I've I haven't I haven't been able to get a haircut <laughs> for the whole fridge. There's no way. There's no way for me to get. Do a you haircut still hair. hat it every gig? Yeah, no, I take it off now. What? Because do you know? I but started. You can't see my eyes. I started with Tom Deacon. Do you know Tom? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. He I won like Tom. the charter competition. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
and he used to wear like one of the remember when like the flat oh the new era caps the new era cap when you have to get it like um the wet the size of your head yeah and it was, like, ev- a 3.4 yeah. and stuff yeah and everyone kept, and you kept the label or all all those sort of like well white guys just kept all the fucking labels and shit on it yeah well, and you he saw that used, from us. And, he, <laughs> and he exactly and then he um used to wear hats and then like became known as like the hat guy the hat guy. He's like the hat guy. Yeah, and he yeah, had to yeah. Fuck it. He had to sack that shit off. Man. Well, it's, it's, it's a weird thing you can become the guy of something. Yeah. It's like, oh, you're the Hawaiian shirt guy. Or you're the hat guy. And you're, you, you were the hat guy. You were the hat guy. Was I the hat guy? Well, I mean, I, more the beard I'm guy. I'm the beard guy. I think I'm the beard guy. I, I, I take the beard and glasses guy. Would you, I mean, the thing is, what's really cool about the beard thing, though, you could, like, just completely change what comedy you do. Yeah bash off the beard and then it's like that's like a fucking that's a statement now do you hear the difference with how we are differently my my idea is that i could rob a bank and then cut my beard off and get away with it. <laughs> you're talking about it artistically i'm like yeah but i could rob some shit <laughs> you, if you went, yeah if you got even you would i would wait till you went in the prison <laughs> and still keep the beard and then escape from prison and whap the beard but i feel like the beard in prison is uh, not to bit you, but I think like that'll be my character in prison. Is I'll yeah. have a beard, a Muslim hat, and when people come inside, they'll be like, "I'm angry." I'm like, no, man, the prison's in your mind. I'm back, <laughs> <laughs> and I work at the library and shit. You know what I'm That's like, amazing. That. You start like your own religion. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I would, I would, I would read a lot of Malcolm X novels, but um. But yeah, man, how you been, bruv? I haven't seen you for too long. It's been mad, innit? Yeah, the last time I saw you were Top Secret, Comedy yeah, Club, maybe. Yeah, I, I don't even think I was on. I think I just came up. Yes. Was, and I ended up going on for a bit. Yeah, I was there to see Paul Swinney. Okay, yeah, yeah, and yeah. And you were yeah, all, yeah. man. Fucking I great. Love it's so weird being out of the clubs. Yeah. And I've not Real. been in a club for like a year and a half. Yeah. And the climate has changed. Do you know what? I, I haven't been in the club now for, I think, I mean, I'll pop down Top Secret, but I've actually been on the circuit circuit for maybe about eight months now. Maybe yeah. Yeah, about eight months. And it's and you feel out of touch. You, honestly, like, I don't know what's like because someone be like, "Oh, have you seen this person?" I'm like, "Nah, like," and it's not, you know, and I feel like I'm quite, you know, in the know. Yeah, I knew when I, saying, I, like, I knew when I become like a sort of like old guard was, and she's a really good friend now. Yeah. But I was talking to some comedians, and they were like, "Have you ever heard of Jade Adams?" I was like, "Who's Jade Adams?" Like, oh. she got nominated for best newcomer, and she's been on eight or ten cats, and I was like. When I was a <laughs> when I was a comic, I used to watch eight or ten cats every fucking week yeah, and Google the shit out of those yeah, pricks that were taking my, they were taking my work, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like I had no idea. I'm good friends with her now, but yeah, but like the this the even things like with all the the changes in society and that that are going on, I'm like how I wouldn't even know how I'm almost having to start again, like yeah. what am I gonna talk about? Yeah. Especially being like a white straight male, like how do I approach this shit? Because yeah. I don't, you know I mean, I haven't just not done it yet. I've, yeah. I'm not, I don't know the vibes. I don't know. Well, how okay, like, I guess the tone always changes, and there's always there is, and it's not to make it sound uh, diminished, uh, sort of the, the the struggles that people are talking about, but there is a sort of um, um, not fad, but tones change, and it's sort of the 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 arc of what people and how people talk about things. You know, you can't get away with things you said five years ago. No, there's there's you know? so much stand-up that every stand-up's done that would get them in a lot of bother yeah, like five years oh, ago. Oh, mate, there's bits I've got. I've watched the old YouTube because I was doing that ACMS gig uh, the other night where it's like that alternative. And I'm like, I don't do, I can't do that whole stuff. Like, my hands are cheese. Like, yeah, I, 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 you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I, I laughed. Yeah, yeah, a little part, yeah, a little, a little, a little, a little, a little part of me was like, I, I just went up there, I was like, I just, what are you weird white people doing? <laughs> Twelve o'clock at night. What the fuck? That is, is true. It is. That what is, is it? That, that is the. That is. That is the. That is a new white privilege. Yeah. Doing weird a, shit. Wearing a, wearing a fucking mask to do stuff. But the thing is, if I say that stuff, I just look like I'm escaping responsibility. Yeah. <laughs> People are like, 
get your act together. You got real shit to worry about. But you know, but it's it's like um a little part. I don't do it anymore because I ain't got the time. But like I used to go to the open mic because I think when you go to the open mic and you see the new new people, you see what the trend is. Yeah. Because I mean, when I was when I was coming up in open mic, the trend was um so I fucked the kid. That was like the, the punchline. When, when and you, people think I'm mate, crazy for saying that. Look, but no, the people honestly, here, but that was it's the horrific. When I when I when <laughs> I went to an open mic night, when I went to an open mic night, there was eleven Frankie Boyles, or yeah. even worse. 11 people thinking they knew what Frankie yeah, Boyle yeah, did yeah, 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 yeah. and that was it. Well, what it was is people didn't realise is that Frankie Boyle, Doug Stanhope, them guys who are like, you know, masters of that dark art shit is they're like, uh, they're making sushi. They're making, you know, that, that, that puffer fish where it's poisonous yeah. and you cut it wrong and it's death. Yeah. But, but, yeah. They're, but they're doing it with a knife and these guys are doing it with a, with a fucking axe. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> and they're just... I used to always say when I'd done new material, it's like, it was an old FIFA, like FIFA 14, when, when you took a penalty, the little guide would go up left yeah, to right, yeah, and yeah. it was like red on one side, red on like a green sweet spot, yeah. and I always found it was like, it was basically like offensive, not funny, and then just right, yeah, you'd yeah, always yeah, be yeah, fucking yeah, yeah, going yeah. like this, but honestly, when I first started comedy, I don't think How long have you been going now? This will be... Was you longer than me? Yeah, I'm. I'm like nine years. Yeah, yeah you're, you're way longer. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah. So you started in Edinburgh. And yeah. So, so the great. So was it nine years ago? Okay. So it comedy was it was in the it's, it was coming up to the boom. I'm guessing it was starting. Man. Yeah, the boom started. You, starting. you must have been in the nice in the boom. I sort of hit the sort of the end curvature of the boom. I wasn't. I was. The boom's I now. was lucky. I was in when everyone wanted a white guy with a haircut and a mm. round neck t-shirt so is that so we're talking about like russell kane how, was big kane russ it's when russell howard it was is howard. around the time howard had just become like a regular amount of the week okay people yeah, lost yeah, their yeah, mind. yeah 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 he went electric man it was insane yeah. i went to see uh, the pleasance the cabaret bar it's like a 150 seat little room mm. and obviously you book these tours in like a year in advance yeah so he had the whole courtyard Outside, there's like 300 people outside trying to get in. Mm. There was people holding like signs up to the window, like, can I get in? Like doing like funny, like hangman, like pictures being like, because they wouldn't let him in, like joking. It was, it was mad. Wow. It was mad and he just hit. And then yeah, everyone sort of was doing that. And I, it, I, when I started, there was basically folk like me doing that Russell, uh, what I thought was Russell Howard, like, oh, I had a party on Facebook and only one person accepted my friend request. It was my mum. There was yeah, those people yeah, yeah, yeah. and then Frankie Boyles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was it. And we were all butchering it. But that was that why, was it. Why did you pick that? What? Why did you pick to go that style? Is it because in terms of... Because um, it's that weird, isn't it? Because I was talking about another comedy the other day and I was about the style you pick. And he goes, yeah. well, it's not style you pick, it's what picks you. Yeah, I know we sound, and then people listening, it's like you sound like pretentious cunts. Well, guess what? We're gonna fucking we're gonna nerd out on some comedy. <laughs> so if you don't like it? Fucking lock off. But uh, actually, please, please uh, subscribe. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> I need I need the money. I spent all my money on Wu Tang nunchucks. But so, uh, but yeah. So you. So what what made you go towards more say of doing the Russell Howard type stuff? Because the thing is, and it's not and it's not a disrespect because I no, know when you when you first start doing comedy, you sort of. You you know imitation is the best form of flattery, and you just try and do what you've seen. So yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I, I tried to be Bill Hicks, and it, it did not work. 
<laughs> I was not intelligent enough, nor did I have any points to make. Yeah, yeah. But um, you know, it's that thing of what 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 made you lean more towards uh because you got an eclectic uh, taste of comedy. oh man like yeah growing up i was into oh i've read my festival mm. so i like watch well, everything because it's strange when you know when you like her coming when me and you first met um and me and you styles are very different yeah yeah you know and it's that weird thing of you know people outside of comedy would think it's strange that me and you enjoy each other's comedy yeah because totally. it's so different and i think as a comedian you know? there's always a bit in your head that goes there's no way someone like that would like what i do yeah there's there always is. that yeah, worry. I, I feel that because you think like you think like you know I'm, I'm doing this type of stuff and he does that type of stuff mm. but then i guess it's just that thing of you know you're just a lover of comedy it's not a lover yeah. of a particular style of comedy no know? i just love it all i think with the russell howard thing i think it was definitely just like it was it felt younger you felt mm. like oh this is like, you see yourself so in how someone. old are you well, when I started, I was like nineteen, twenty. Okay. He must be what? what so he's what, probably like mid to late twenties. He probably went well in his thirties now. I yeah, reckon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I saw him he, the other day. He looked, he looked good. He though. looks baby face, man. And he look. He's been working out. He is ripped. Them, them, I've, I had a brief conversation with him, and he's 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 biceps. I was like, bro, you working out for him? What's your take on comedians that are ripped? Do you know what? I think you can get away with nah, it. Nah, man. I think you can. Nah, nah, I think, nah. oh, look at me. I'm killing it. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like, uh, like I, I just, just because this is audio and people don't know, I'm f- fat shit right now. But like. I'm so, like, nah, all my shots. Nah, you're fine. Oh, get out of the house. Look, there's, this, good, look at that. That is disgusting. You're just living good. I've got some. I'm eating he, he live, he is I am good. eating, honestly. I remember, I remember when we done something together. We did a, um, this is going to be a catch up podcast, right? but I remember when we did, uh, do you remember we did that? Um. We did a run through, and they filmed it like it was a real panel show. It was me, you, Chris Martin, and Susie Ruffle. And they were gonna, it was in London, and we yeah. had to do this fake panel show. And you was the host, and this was you slim. I you was eating, mate. I done that. In, surviving on I, peanut butter. I done that like. insanity thing, like the full run. You ever done that? No, no. I know you're talking about the workout. Yeah, yeah. The but what? Workout. I don't remember this. Don't, that's why you worked too. Where much. was it? Well, it was in London, and we did it for production, and because they were selling it to America. And we had to do this run, and we had to pretend, and then like they kept on being angry at me because I wouldn't pretend that I wanted to win. Oh yes, no, I do remember <laughs> and this. Then kept, and then like they were setting me up, and I kept just saying inappropriate jokes. They were like, um, "So what? So Jamali, like, what's your family like?" And I was like, "Well, my, my uncle stabbed the guy once." <laughs> they were just like, "Can you not? Can you stop saying?" And they were like, "This is like HBO Tea Time, Jamali." <laughs> But yeah, 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 man. That was, but that was that was years ago. Yes, Jamali. Americans do know what the word "cunt" means, and it's not <laughs> all right. Yeah, man. That was a long time. That's ago. like these pilots, man. People yeah, don't know. know how much when you're it was new. The run-throughs. Yeah, the run-throughs, and the the people do not know like when you was always the host of them. I but mate, <laughs> did you know the, no, mate, the host. Do, you, oh, do you know if you, but basically if you host a run-through. All that means is they go, right, well, you're a comedian, but you're not funny enough to be on the panel. Mm. So we'll just give you a script to say. <laughs> Basically, if you're a host of a run-through on a panel <laughs> show, what they're saying is, you know comedians, and you'll do what you're told. Yeah, That's yeah, literally yeah. all no. that is. No, you're, man. You're the, you're the navigation of that shit. No, but honestly. I this... mean, look, 8 out of 10 cats wouldn't be nothing without Jimmy Carter. You know what I'm saying? 8 out of 10 cats, like, I must have done, and I'm not exaggerating. you got the show? I've, nah. I've done, you, I've done honestly, it twice, mate. Uh, <laughs> I've never heard of you. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, but then that, back in the day, man, I don't know what it was like yeah. for you. I, no, I, I done a run through. I've probably done 12 run throughs for 8 or 10 cats in total. Okay, no, I've never done that for that show. 
but I've done a lot of run-throughs and they're, they're, eight they're, out of ten cats they used to do it like you do like two in an office yes I don't know then you do the te- then you'd be like an A band and a B band in the studio with Jimmy mm. and then they do like a final final one to practice to be on the main show so wow. back in the day when that it show was, was flying, that, was, that was electric that, that that show was one of the kingmakers isn't it it was mad wasn't it it was like that live your polo and mock of the week without the kingmakers I know I said that there like I cried a little bit <laughs> people were just like do you mind me crying is it of his memories of mock of the week so <laughs> still going yeah I've got uh, anyway but then the worst run through I ever done was and I stopped doing it and they were like oh Joe Lice has got this new show that he's doing oh, and I thought oh if Joe's attached we'll definitely do something yeah. David Morgan Lou Sanders and so, I can't remember someone else maybe and we got this, this tiny office man mm. like I'm talking like three by three like it's tiny and we're like cool what's wrong for they give them we had to like dress up and do like act outs with props and stuff like it was mad and then we think the audience are going to come out mm. what happens is joe lice that comes in with his agent mm. they sit down and it turns out that we are doing the show to him <laughs> to see if he wants to, to have the show and joe's obviously not been told this is going to happen that is hilarious so it's to see four, if he wants to do the yeah, show so it's even. four comedians oh, doing the sh- doing the, sh- the show at Joe Lyson. That is amazing. It was the most, and I'm like in a wig doing like stand up, like Joe and his agent going, yeah, yeah. cool, cool. That is hilarious. <laughs> it's the stuff you, the hoops you have to jump through yeah. at the beginning, man. And people don't understand, that's like, because, you know, people don't understand it's not just uh, overnight, especially with doing stand up, because stand up takes just uh, You've got to get good. Grind, we, was, we were saying that, like, everyone's proud of their first show, and if you don't look back on your first show and like, even three years time, I think that's rubbish. Oh, I, you are I, I not was, working hard I, I enough. I was looking back on my first show in horror while I was doing my show. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, I was like, this is techno. How do you balance uh, comedy now whilst doing this other stuff? Because, I mean, you know, you, the voice of Love Island. Yeah. You know? Well, like, it's a really weird one at the minute with the Love Island thing. Because that's, that's that. That, that the, shows just, that's, that's like, uh, it happens so often where a show becomes sort of uh, cultural yeah, within that time frame. And, yeah. it, and it's not, I'm not saying it because you're here right now, but there is that weird, that Big Brother did it. Yeah. And there's a couple shows that have done it where it sort of become this cultural thing. Do you know and, what? And, and, some, and Love Island hit it. And it's weird because it's like, you know, it's, it's not a bad show. I've, I've watched the show to support you, but like... Uh, <laughs> That's why I watch it. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> but no, but so we'll do, you know, um, I've watched the show and it, it's, it, it is that thing of it's... It's not a thing that hasn't been done before, but it just works on a different level. And it's like, because there's like little nuances that are smart. Like, you know, you know, one thing I noticed, I don't, you don't ever see them cooking. No, never. Do you know, do you know what I'm saying? You don't ever see, Be- their haircuts are always on point. That was, that they, was only this year, they know. Like oh, series one, see, series two, series one, series two, there's roots and all oh, shit kicking that. about. Oh, okay. Yeah, man. But this one is like, they've, and it's like that, that thing of like, what they've done is smartly, is they've just streamlined that shit. Yeah. And they're like, listen, we ain't got time to be worrying about cooking. Yeah. We want we want the footage. No, we don't want you cooking a dinner. We want you talking about who you fancy. Yes, yes, yes. And yes, again, yes, it's yes. that idea of relationships are fascinating. And like every... And picking great characters. You've got to have the, you've got to have the right people, but man. Pick, it's but so they're, heavy they're, on they're, that. They're picking, because I mean, I call it late, but they're picking of... Uh, who they chose? I mean, they they pick they pick they picked good characters. The people and there's thirty eight in total, mm-hmm. so you're gonna hopefully get enough people by the end. But like, it's even that thing of like um, every good bit of television or theater or, or film, mm-hmm. you have to have a relationship in it. Mm-hmm. It doesn't work. 
you know? Mm, mm, Transformers yeah. has got a fucking relationship in it. Mm. Like, you've got to have it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what we've done is, we've gone, well, that's the bit everyone likes. So let's just do that the whole time. Mm. So you've got five kicking off. Mm. And I think that's why it spoke to people. Because mm. it is just relationship. And you can see your own life in it, man. You can, see the own, you can see couples making mistakes. Like, mm. they could just say, I'm sorry, and it'd be done. And instead, they yeah, don't speak out. to each other yeah, all night. Yeah, and you're yeah, like, yeah. I've done that so many yeah, times. That be, yeah, that's the story of my relationships. But <clears throat> is that, and it's always, it's, it's, it sort of is a show that has humour by itself, which is good. Because I think, you know, those shows can become a little bit too, uh, um, you know, they can take themselves too seriously. It's and, it's and light. When you, when you take yourself, because you know, look, look, come dine with me. Yeah. The best part about come dine with me was the guy taking the piss over the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you know, he's watching people cooking. It's not, you know, what I'm saying it's not, it's yeah. not, it's not life or death. They're a bunch yeah. of, they're a bunch of attractive people in a house, fucking like they're like. Yeah. I, I, it's hard for me to go. Oh, I feel bad for that. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, no, there's, there's, it, the pathos is hard. That and that's why it's interesting as well because another. Re, it's interesting about the human condition is you've got a bunch of people who are m normally in their early 20s <clears> and have essentially spent their life since age about 16 of being the good looking one mm. that's what they've been mm. their whole life they're the good looking one they've not had to do anything because mm. they're the good looking one mm. and then you put them into a, a house and a lot of them become the worst looking one and that must blow their mind mm. you know Mm. It's hard. It's hard. It's How do you? you it's a bit light in your mid twenties to try and adapt to personality. You've got to, you've got to change your psyche. You've yeah, literally yeah, got to fuck. You've got to transform your psyche. Yeah, yeah. If yeah. you're the like, there's the girl Laura this year. Um, she had like two guys sack her off. She's like, oh, the one that everyone called her old. Yeah, she was like, like, like twenty nine. <laughs> yeah, and everyone was like, "You're over the hill," and I was like, "How old is this chick?" She's like, "They're like twenty nine. I was like, "God damn, that is rough." <laughs> But then she's 29, she's beautiful, she's got a, got a good career yeah, and stuff. Yeah, yeah. She's a 20-year-old boy going, nah, you, I'm not bothered. Like, yeah, do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, she, yeah, yeah. She'll spend her life in pubs having 20-year-old boys bother her. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, now yeah. she's got one going, I don't think you're yeah. mature enough for well, me. If, yeah, 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 yeah. And because this is a other plethora of the sort of that And what do you do when that's for? taken away? Like, you're good at talking to people, you're mm. like, I mean, you're a funny guy. Mm. You get put in a room with like loads of comedians that you fucking look up to, and they all know yeah, each other. Yeah. And they're being and they're joking, and they're in a clique. And you're and I'm when it happens to me, I'm sort of going, "What am I now in this situation?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you lose your, is it, you know, you, you do lose your uh, sort of sense of identity. Yeah. Because you know, especially if that's the one thing you're reliant upon. Or I mean, you know, they might have other things going for them as well. But that is some uh, of them can like you know. But the thing is, yeah, yeah. swim. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> But it's like, it's not even just how much you rely upon it. It's not even what you do with it. It's what other people do with it without you saying. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying though? It's I, like, because you, you know, the, a lot of those people, like there's that one who's who's uh, beautiful, that, um, uh, the one who, um, the Thai, the half Thai one. Oh, um, Kaz. Yeah, she's oh, fire. And yeah. she, and you know, and it's like, it, it. it's not even what she does with that. It's what comes to it you know yeah. what comes from that you know just from other people and how other people react to it well, so that's, it's interesting to see that man. that's why it was so interesting because that Josh guy so if people don't know on the show the boys were set to another villa mm. and Georgia who was a girl that was with this Josh guy she decided to stay single she wanted this Josh back in her life and and Josh got with Kaz who is just a beautiful woman yeah. and when he came back with her this Georgia girl was 19 mm. and like and then not only has she had a guy turn her down, it's on, like, she knows it's televised. Yeah. She's been telling everyone she's single. And then for the first time in her life, a guy's gone to her, on looks, there's a better option here than me. Mm. 
and that must be so diff that must be so hard that's a that's a lesson to be learned at you 19. Forget that, like you know they're 19 as well when you said 19 I'm like damn yeah like, yeah because that makes me feel old and i'm young yeah and I'm young. how old are you i'm 27. oh yeah how old are you 29. Yeah, I knew, I knew you was older than me when you went, eh. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I knew you was older than me when you went, eh, all right, you prick. How, how, long, how long were they out there for? Eight, two months, eight weeks. And if you think about it, some of them will be kept, some of them will be kept for like a, a week or so, locked down, <clears> no phone. So like some of them won't have their phone on them for like mm. nine, ten weeks. Mm. Even the thought of that, imagine getting broken up with. Yeah. And then you just have to... No booze, yeah. no social media. And are you meeting them? I'll see, I see the final, I see the ones in the final, but I don't meet them. You don't meet in, them before? Nah, you? I don't get involved in that. Are I you, don't, yeah, yeah. well, I, people always ask me like, oh, what they, they don't mean to ask me with the dumb questions that you get asked all the time. No, 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 but no, but this is an interesting, this, what I'm saying, this is another bit, but something I've discussed before is like, I don't need to know about them because I can only, I only need to know what the audience, so in fact, I only yeah. should know. Yeah. Because yeah, I used yeah. to get sent these profiles. But I have to do jokes of what the audience knows. So there's no point me going, oh, and Jessica was a cheerleader when she was 16. And they're like, what are you talking about? No yeah, one, do you know what I mean? That's yeah, not yeah, relevant to yeah, me. Yeah. I should watch they it as a... They in what they exist in that one hour. Yeah, and also, I mean, I, in my head, the guy, the Ian that does the voiceover on Love Island, mm -hmm. the thing I, and it's funny in my head, and I think it's a way of maybe it hopefully it'll come from the tone and stuff. I like the idea that the guy in the voiceover booth doing the voiceover is obsessed with these people and thinks mm. they're incredible. Mm. But if he met them all four hours later in Tesco's, he wouldn't have a fucking clue who they are. Mm. Like the minute they walk out that door, he's that's it. Yeah, so he's done. done. I could meet them all, like all four of them lined up and I'd be like, you what do you guys need directions? Like yeah, what's yeah, going yeah. on? Can you here? Them away, please? You yeah, I just wouldn't know them. And I think that's important. I don't care about them before, I don't care about yeah. them after. Me as a human being, yeah, of course of I course. care about them. I want them to do well, but the voiceover guy couldn't well, care less. The voiceover guy is obsessed with the hour. Yeah. He's not obsessed with the actual person. He's been I like the idea I've been locked in a booth for twenty three yeah, hours and, and I'm finally finally I've got some opinions. <laughs> and now you let the put the light on. Me. Let me I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. 
You go over there as well, wouldn't it? Yeah, eight weeks in Spain, man. Yeah. Eight weeks. Damn. How you how you how do you like the road? Cause I'm a road. I think I I've been on the road now, so I went two months with that channel four. And when I was doing the Vice thing, I was away for six months. You know. So I like I've I'm used to the road now. But it's a weird cause I, every every different person I talk to reacts to it differently. And I'm sort of I'm comfortable with it. I think I, I like enjoy it. I, I think, find the enjoyment. I think relationships change yet. Don't know if you found that. Yeah, well yeah, I broke up oh well, yeah, but it, it yeah. broke up one of my last relationships. Yeah, you got you got a missus, right? Yeah, I got a missus now, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, not yet. I don't I think it's been that long, man. Oh my god. But um Disgusting. that changes everything, doesn't it? Yeah, it because does. then that I mean I used to look like the before I done yeah. And even now I think I am quite nomadic and Mm. by nature like even though I've got like a studio apartment in London like a r I've got like a house that is a room and it is it, when Did if you, you live in London yeah, yeah. Oh. You'd, if you went into my house you'd think I'd been robbed like it is <laughs> a mess there's, there's loads of stuff but it's yeah. just I've honestly got about four suitcases that I've got. I opened a suitcase the other day to come up to Edinburgh and I was like, that's where that shirt is. Just all my stuff was in the suitcase. Yeah. So I think by nature I've never really felt settled. Mm. I wouldn't say I've, I've not really had a place that I've lived. You know, I've bounced mm. from flats and stuff, but yeah. I wouldn't have like, I've never put a picture on a wall. Yeah, no. I've never put a pen See, in. The thing, do, you, do you want to hear the strange thing is like yeah. you saying that is that sounds like, but that, yeah. I, but it's weird that I find that normal. Yeah, that, I go. Well, of course. Why would you put? Why are you gonna put a picture up? I got. You gotta go France next week. I know exactly. Honestly, <laughs> I swear to God, I've never. Yeah, no, I've, I've, never I've got that. like a couple of framed photos that I'll put on a flat surface if I'm lucky. Mm. But that's it. Yeah, I do, and I, even that, one of them comes with me everywhere. Yeah. And family. Yeah, no, I just I don't. Uh, I've never. I've just never really invested in a home because I'm always away so much. I yeah, I'm never, getting. Does that? Because you did a lot of time. road gigs when you were. Doing the spots, me doing the circuit, mate. When I you when the road? yeah, before I started touring, I was ev I'd gig ev I'd go, uh, I'd gig every night. Like I yeah. wouldn't be in the house. What yeah, was, yeah. Why I wouldn't do it? Yeah. So your gig, your gigs, you're not gigging as much now. No, I need to. Yeah, I've totally fallen at the habit of it, man. Uh, like I haven't. I've done. I've like done a gig it. in like four months. Like a gig, a ah, gig. man, that's rough. An hour of new material tonight, so that'd be great are you for the hour? audience. Yeah. What are you doing? It? I won't monkey barrel, but I'll end what up. Time? Eight o'clock. Oh, I'm gonna come to that. I'm just gonna read from my book. I've got, the, and again, I've got nothing. And when I say nothing, I mean nothing. I hate those comedians like I've got nothing, and then they spit. I'm gonna enjoy that. Then they have fire <laughs> for twenty I'm minutes. There, I'm gonna sit there in the back row and do the proper comic thing of that. Let's, let's see. Mm. Nah, I'm playing. You're gonna be fine. But because you, uh, how, how was the? How this is another question? Because you was you was doing little tours before the Love Island, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How has your audience changed now since doing the Love? That's what I always, that's what I always want to ask you. Like, how has that changed? Because Love Island ain't a comedy show. Because I remember talking to you about this is and i might have made this up but you were just a voice and then someone had post like someone had took a photo of you and put it in the newspaper and yeah. we're like oh this is the voice of love island and he's not like an yeah a, well, what, a, a weird what ugly dude he's actually a young what handsome happened guy was the end of the third series they do this like reunion show and i went and sat on the couch for like three minutes to be like caroline flack who hosts it was like give us your best bits and i it's the usual it's essentially a comedian going on a show and showing three funny clips yeah. that was yeah, it yeah 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 and like I put a picture up, got a few selfies with some islanders. They put some stuff up, and like I went to bed, twelve thousand followers on Instagram, something like that. Wow. And I woke up the next morning, and I had eighty thousand. Wow! And like my then it's that's like, crazy. This is what the guy looks like. This is what he used to do. This is it's he, crazy how people. He's won a BAFTA. He's been to uni. He, he's, he's been to university. <laughs> <laughs> I like how you slipped the batter in there as well. That That's what they, they yeah, made. I'm playing with that, you. Not my words, the words of the Daily play. Mail. Yeah, <laughs> the Daily Mail. Oh, yeah. Great, great words. Yeah, yeah. 
But no, but yeah. I think you should believe everything that they write. Doing, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, especially about the BAFTAs. But you know, because you did, because you done the, you were doing the, I remember when I was, no, this is about to say, when I first met you, you were doing um, the kid show. Mm-hmm. You were doing the. I still do that. You, you know? still do the breakfast, yeah. the one with like the kid, um, what's yeah. it, the dog ate my homework. Yeah, it's Mark the Week, but we've got kids as the yeah, team yeah, captains. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You and should then, do it, man, this yeah, year. Yeah, do you know what? Because you have. You have everyone's on done it, don't it. You? E- mate. Everyone's know, done it. I know. I do you know. What? It's just like. Do you know who was the regulars year one? This is Who's honestly true. Romesh, <laughs> Romesh Rangan. Oh no way. We and then we had an argument with BBC Scotland because they were like, "We're not. We don't want like a grumpy guy on like a kids' TV show." We're like, nah, he, he's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the week before it started, he done. I hope he doesn't mind me talking about him like this, but I think it'll be fine. He done like. In one week, he recorded, like, live at the Apollo, a thing called the JLA Showcase, was like a big corporate thing. Okay, okay. And um, Mock the Week, or yeah, something yeah, like that, yeah. the same day. And then Series 1, he went from a, the Series regulars on every episode. Mm. By about week three of that, he was like, I can't do all these dates. Mm. By the second year, he'd done, like, two. And on the third year, we moved all of our filming to the morning so he could record wow. it. And he'd only done it because he was supporting Kevin Bridges at the Hydro. Wow. And that man's work ethic, that day, he done filmed his TV show, yeah. then went over to the Hydro, opened for Kevin Bridges. And then that night, I'm like, filmed the kids show in the afternoon. I'm like, brilliant, beers, yeah, done. Yeah, I've done, yeah, I've, I've, what, today? Yeah. A few of my Scottish mates phoned me like, Romish Ranganathan's at Yes Bar trying out new material. Yeah. Like, this guy's... Yeah, you don't stop. Insane. Well, you think it's, but it's like this, you know, it's that work ethic and it's that thing. Of, and I think, I, I mean, I don't want to talk for Ramesh, 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 I don't know Ramesh is. <laughs> I don't, I'm, not, I'm not going to talk for Ramesh, but I'm just going to talk for certain, the dudes that I know have those ilks. You know, I, you know what I say a lot of it? Have kids. Yeah. And they know, they go, listen, man, they got built, because I mean, I'm a single dude. I mean, you got a missus, but yeah. I'm sure your missus works. And, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. But it's like, you know, there's a different work ethic, I think. When yeah, Glenn Will, Glenn Will said to me, the minute your stand-up starts putting food on your table, you get a f- fuckload better at stand-up. Yeah. Oh, he's got a baby, isn't it? Yeah. yeah but then even your own mm. self. Have mm. you... Well, the, well, the, I think the... I think because I think, I think when you first start stand-up, it's very selfish. And you don't, you know, and it's, and it's that thing that's very selfish and it's very much, you know, this is me. But then when you realise it's, you know, and you get to a certain level and you realise that it actually can change the dynamics of your family's lives. Yeah. You know, I'm not talking about, you know, I'm, I'm, I don't mean putting them up in mansions and stuff. We're talking about realistically. We're but that's about nothing. Helping out with the shopping. But that's nothing. You know? By its nature, stand-up, I cannot tell you a single person that got into stand-up because they wanted to be famous or because they wanted to make money and who are still doing it. No. And I mean that. No, no. Because after you can, once you've and you've tra- seen when you're in the open mics, yeah, when you've, you've dro- when you've driven mics, to Hull and eaten shit for fifteen minutes and been yeah. paid thirty quid, a lot of yeah. the people that want to be Ant and Deck fuck off quickly. Yeah, yeah. What you do is because you realise is that the idea of fame, there's easier ways to get it than navigating it, trying to stand. Especially nowadays, I think that's why. Boy, so, boy, I couldn't. I don't think I could start now. It's important. I don't know how you, you know do the anything. Open mic is a circuit now. And this is for people who listen to open mics when you first started doing comedy. If you unpaid know that, you comedians, comedy basically. Podcast. Yeah. But uh, yeah, you're unpaid. And uh, I've, got, I've got to stop telling my listeners to stop listening if they don't get things. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, but you know, and it's, that, I, that, they, it's, it's, it's on circuit now, man. It's, yeah. a, it's a totally different world. Jamani. So tell me the moment when, so you've woke up, you've got 80,000 followers now. Oh, yeah, yeah. What, what's, what, 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 what's your initial thought? It's a good question. Um... F- what is that feeling? Where's that feeling of waking up? Do you know what? And knowing, that, knowing that you see 
even if it, you know, whatever that, that your reality right now has changed. Because that's, a, that's, that's reality well, change. There's always, there's a bet, there's that bit inside you, the bit that you don't like to admit exists and does. There is that little bit that you're like, fuck yeah. Mm. Especially because you're proud of it. This is great. Because you really, you know, you like doing that. Yeah, but then right? there's also a real just prima facie animalistic like mm. yeah look at all these likes yeah 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 look well, at all these the numbers thing, on a page but i say instagram is the most mentally disturbing to people because it's sort of it, it hits your um pleasure synapses and mm. it oh synapses synapses you know what i'm saying it fills your brain with a certain uh serotonin yeah and because and those likes sort of become this sort of um a, a currency of acceptance the whole social you know, media social there's that me- weird thing you post a photo and if it doesn't get as many likes as you think it gets and i'm a pretty you know anti-social media guy but even i go oh, I think, well that was with me with that the was funny I think that's as worth, fuck yeah. yeah i think that's worth a no man social know? media is set up to be addictive likes yeah. likes on social media release dopamine which yeah. makes you feel good it's just that dopamine is what released when you drink alcohol or smoke fags or smoke. gamble or do some smack. Yeah. It's the exact same drug. And if you look at these these apps, I've used the gambling world. Mm. And that's why if you refresh Instagram, it's got that lovely mm. satisfying yeah. when you drag it down. The, the way you press the little red love heart, it sort mm. of goes big. You know, that feels great. Yeah. This whole thing is set to keep you in a loop. They want you to be on there for as long as humanly possible mm. because then that's how they make money. Yeah. That's the whole thing. And then this, and then the reason there's a, like an echo chamber and stuff like that within Twitter mm. is because originally it was set up because you want to see your own thoughts and beliefs mirrored back at you. So they'll mm. team you up with people that think and believe mm. in the same stuff. And then those and those people are in then agreeing with you. And then, and then they're, they're liking your they're shit. Liking you're liking your shit. Yeah, yeah, you're having yeah. a great time. Yeah, though, echo, I mean, because you know what? It's, it, it goes even more, you know, take it to another level. I remember when I done that, uh, Hey Dine, but I was with all the Nazis. <clears throat> and I was on YouTube looking at research for the Nazi stuff. And it's so mad how, because of that, the cookies that you get and how the stuff gets marketed to you. Yeah. So all on my Facebook page, you'd be like, hey, do you want to go see this Nazi do a speak? And he's like, what? Yeah, you're, because- going, on, you're going on like Amazon. It's like, people who bought this product also bought a burning cross. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Mein Kampf, maybe. And you go like, it's just mad how you just get, you know what I'm saying? And it's just like that. And it's and then my whole Twitter feed becomes it because it's all all of those websites, you know, all linked up. It's just a it's But a, do you know you that's why world. that's why YouTube comments are so aggressive. Do you know that? Because mm. because people always search one it's not catered to people's tastes. Mm. You can get recommended videos, but if you Google Nazi rally, people are Googling it because they think it's fucking yeah. stupid or because they're into that shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And those two worlds collide and they wouldn't elsewhere. Yeah, yeah. You get the polar opposites. Yeah, that's why YouTube... shared space. Yeah, yeah, that's why YouTube comments are so, like, But yeah, but you'd, be, but you'd be on, like, a Disney page and you go down certain far and you'd be like, nigga, you're the fucking... I know. Fucking <laughs> like Disney. You can go. You can go eight comments yeah. down in any YouTube yeah, page, and I reckon right. some. Do you read? Do you read your comments? Not on YouTube. I'm not. I'm lucky that there's not much on YouTube that I'm like think that's the shit right there. Do you? Uh, yeah. No. I've, I've, I've do you know what I mean? My stand-up videos. I think. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. I liked your Comedy Central. One. I liked your uh, Comedy Store one. Yeah. That's but a good, I've done. I've done the whole things up there though. No, but I've seen the bit. Yeah. It's a good bit. I've got a little bit. Yeah, I like that's the bit. Fine. It's a good bit. No, as a I've comic, got... as a comic, I yeah, like the bit. Yeah, but I think bit. that'll I'll put, I'll put that up and I've got another one that um, Rob Delaney's stand-up central's coming out and I like that, but then I've had a lot of new stand-up out on yeah, telly for a been, long yeah, time. So yeah, so you've woke up, you see this, you've yeah. got 80,000 followers now. There's, so a, you... there's, a, there's a worry to it. Yeah. Because then you're like, fuck, people care now. Yeah. 
Like, well, you've gone into a new uh, red and like a new world. Tabloids care now. Yeah. Have you, you, you been hit with those? Like, have you ever had? Uh, no, nothing. No, I mean, right. I think I'm quite lucky in that I, I was a children's television presenter that had, yeah. and a serial and a and a, a serial monogamous. So yeah. I'm sort yeah, of like. You always been. I mean, yeah, you drink a beer, but that's about it. I'll have a bit of, I'll have a beer and normally I'll shoot off because like yeah. normally I've got no, someone. No, you never, you never been, you never been an out guy. Nah. And nothing I would say on the podcast. <laughs> I'm, I'm playing, I'm playing with you. <laughs> but then also, that's funny. <laughs> but then that's also funny because the dead you hang out with because there are some people that be like, fuck Ian, don't go out with him because you'll just end up hammered and stuff. No, no, you'll drink, but I'm, I'm not, not, what I mean is you're not, we're not, you know. I'm not going to, I'm you're not, not going to end back in, I'm not going to end back in someone's flat at seven in the morning discussing ideas for an app. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, know what yeah, I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what I'm. We're not calling a guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm calling a guy, and his name's Edinburgh Taxi. Yeah, yeah, off. yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, but um, yeah, it's you know, so so you got that. So it's eighty thousand. And, and there's yeah, that worry. There is that worry, yeah. like finally, fuck people care, and you start going through your roller index of all the stupid shit you do at university. Going, I wonder if any yeah. of this. But you know, it's, it's just that it's just that weird thing in it that you know you kind of just got to lean into it, I guess. What can you do? Yeah, I mean, I like, you know, I never got that. But even when, actually, when my first show came out, I was never like, oh my God, because I just admit to it. Yeah. I just do a Charlie What's it? Is it, well, is it, it's um, that Jim Jeffries has got that new bit about that girl tried to blackmail him. Oh, for, yeah. Like, doing <laughs> yeah, coke. yeah, 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 yeah. She's like, I've got a, video of you, a picture of you doing coke. He's like, well, how about you try and get me for something that's like not on brand, like <laughs> eating at a vegan restaurant yeah. or some shit. Yeah, yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll give you a few quid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Being nice to a kid. Yeah, yeah, something yeah, that'll yeah, ruin yeah, the yeah. image. Yeah, that's not really my fault. But do you, um, do you, so how has your audience changed though from when you was because you're doing the tour you're doing the yeah. bits of the tour before how has your audience changed now that you're doing now it's a Love Island crowd come I mean, is that fair to say it's a Love Island crowd come well do you know what one I ge- one I genuinely don't know and two I don't really know what a Love Island crowd is in terms of like, that show's so big now man mm. like what like I think I guess by Love Island Love Island crowd people are. Ex- I feel like, and tell me if you're wrong, but in my head when people ask me that, people are basically saying, are you getting a bunch of like 20 year old girls in fake tan coming to your show? I, do you know what? Because I don't, or you, what are you thinking? I, I, I never, always no, find, no, I don't no, know no, what, no, I, some, I, I do sometimes when some comics ask me, I get, I feel a real st- snobbery and it's not even a telly snobbery, I feel like a class snobbery about you it. You think I'm and class um, snobbery? No, not you at all, obviously, but some comics when they talk to me, they're like, oh, do you get a love line crowd now? Basically what they're saying is, are you getting all the working class people that can't behave themselves? No. Is what, that's well, what yeah. feels, it's well, less you know, like I, sometimes I, 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 when... No, no, of course. No, I understand why people would ask that and both would think that. But do you know what, do you know what I'm saying? I don't think it's necessarily a class snobbery and I'm very much, uh, you know, uh, I get very, I'm very sensitive about people mm. being class snobbery because, yeah. you know, I'm I'm not uh, the same class as most of the other comedians. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm saying. No, like, me, I'm like, me, me neither, me, man. I mean, you have a kinship in that we're one of the few, uh, you know, there's more coming up now, but there's not a lot of working class. Yeah, the, the word so. estate means a different thing yeah. to us than it does <laughs> yeah, yeah. to most people. But, you know, it's when I say um, uh, Love Island crowd, what I mean is, are you getting people who are coming to you or found your work because of Love Island? Yeah. And are you getting 20-year-old girls with fake time? Because the, cause the fact of the matter is, that is a large portion. The same way, you know, if, uh, uh, if you know, it's like, uh, you know, what the perceived image of what people who watch Love Island, you know, I've seen Love Island and I've known other people who watch Love Island, but you see the people who are very vocal about Love Island. Yeah. Oh, a lot of them are twenty-year-old girls with fake tats. Yeah, and that is, and that you know, we can't, we can't deny that. And I'm not shitting on the show. No, man, no. Because and, like, what's, and also, what the fuck's wrong with those people? Nothing, nothing wrong with them. Yeah, exactly. Everything. No. <laughs> <laughs> don't come to my fucking show. Go to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look at the, your show. I don't, I don't mind. Them. 
but no, but you. So do you? Um, do you are you? Do you? Do you, feel, do you? Do you feel like your 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 audience has changed? Well, there's more of them. Like when you're yeah, doing a gig, doing when like I, I done, I done, I done, I done Exeter on my tour pre Love Island, and three people came to it. <laughs> you know, and yeah. I done a ham, I done Hammers of Apollo. Yeah. Last year, so yeah. like, there's more people. There's that mad change, isn't it? It's that there is that there is that weird change with like, you know, coming with my last tour, I was doing like, you know, you do, you do, I mean, when I first did my first tour, I was doing like, you know, forty people. I would have loved forty people on my first tour. Yeah. I'd have fucking loved it. Well, what was the how, what was the average numbers on your first tour? Well, Scotland, you're at. You're talking like I'd do the stand and sell it out. Because yeah, you was like you're, quite, like, you're, quite, Gla- you're quite big in Scotland, Glasgow, mate. Glasgow Comedy Festival three years ago. They cutting that shit off at the Glasgow stand. Really? I'm talking like... I thought you was quite big in Scotland. Cause you weirdly were... not Glasgow. 50 now, but then now, this year Glasgow, I've done the stand and the garage. Mm. And sold them both out. Yeah. And they're, lo- they're my favourite gigs. Yeah. Um, in terms of the people, man, the thing is, the thing about when you get to this, this sort of theatre size, because I'm now known, you just get... When you're in a local town, you'll just get people that would come to comedy, like would come to a comedy. This is a question. In sort because of Love Island, are you getting people who think you're gonna just be talking about Love Island for an hour? I don't. I don't know. Definitely, when I done Edinburgh last year, so I think that last year it was so zeitgeist. Mm. Like it was so tough. And the big thing I remember about last year, and again, it's been totally honest. Like I had a Love Island water bottle, like mm. the, the, the using the show, and I thought it'd be quite funny to drink, like not reference it. But Let's drink from that it. instead of drinking from a bottle, like a, a bottle, bit, yeah, like yeah. a little and fucking nod. Why not? It'd be funny. And I put it on this stool because I love, I love that pool of light thing. Mm. You know that for comedians love that the mic and a pool of light. Mm. But I had so all I done for a joke, stool, Love Island water bottle, pool of light, mm. and people were coming in and getting selfies with it as they walked in the door. Mm. A water bottle, see, and that's when I started going, "Fuck, people like Love Island." Do man. you do you, see? Is is that why you? get really and I say defensive but not in like a bad way I'm not saying you're um, you're getting uncomfortable with it but I'm saying do you get really sort of defensive about your crowd without, when other comics you know ask you about it and I'm not talking about me because I know because no. you know I, no, I, I, yeah. didn't, I, didn't, I didn't take any offence by your answer I know you wasn't talking about me directly but do you get like defensive about it because you know that A they're good people and you know and all that stuff and then B because I mean they have afforded you to, to sell out Hammersmith Apollo and you kind of to, to, then, to then turn around and degrade these people who have paid good working money yeah and they put you in, and they put you in a position where you do it because I mean for a comedian Hammersmith Apollo is the fucking that's it man that's, that's the it. shit that's it I've not done I've not done live at the Apollo the TV show I've sold I've done it I've just mm. done the fucking venue but do you know what I'm saying though is that why you get really sort of like you, you sort of defend those it's, you know what it's something I've never people can poo poo them it's so, again, one of the reasons I talk about a lot with you is because it's the sort of thing I don't really get to talk about when I get interviewed it'll yeah, be yeah. like who's your favourite person on Love Island and stuff like that yeah, so yeah, I don't, yeah. when I get asked a question like this, I'm actually just quite excited to talk about it mm. so that's one of the reasons I think too um, I don't I genuinely don't notice an issue to, to give an example I've mm. had two gigs on the tour last year where mm. people were rude and had to be asked to leave yeah, yeah. and both that? times Henley upon Thames I oh Henley them motherfuckers in Henley boy you gotta watch out for them they were both they were both they were both middle age 
middle-aged ladies. And you know what? Always the, the rude. Always the, the rude. Always the rudest. Yeah. Always the rudest. The sign about a middle-aged white woman, she just does not <laughs> give a fuck, fam. And she will ruin. With a show. bottle of wine in her, and then it's that. <laughs> I'm the, yeah, this lady right here. She came and ruined the podcast. Now, but then man. I think it's like I don't know if it is again. It's the idea of like I think it's a, the idea of privilege. Like they'll there's a lady sitting down yeah. the front talking when I told them to be quiet. They were sort of like, "How dare I'm." Paying, I'm here, I'm doing what I want to do. Like, I yeah. don't care about the 500 people that are behind me. It's ridiculous. So it's always, the, they're always the troublemakers. Yeah. I've never had a young Love Island person yeah. cause me problems in my gig, ever. Yeah, ever. You know what, man? Because they are just young people, I guess. They're and again, and it's again, I'm... It was like, to call it a Love Island person is a bit of an oxymoron because it's a show that majority of young people watch. So but again, maybe it's me projecting because you're saying, are the Love Island people coming? I mean, the answer is people who like Love Island. Yes, yeah. because my tour sales went from three to two and a half thousand yeah. in the space of a, two years. And unless, yeah. they, and unless they're huge fans of um, ITV2's fake reaction, then they've not... They've, <laughs> Then Which was, what what you may say is a good show. It's a great show. I love that show. <laughs> Which is a good show. I love that show. But unless... it's not. It's not. It's, not, it's, it's, it's a, like, I can't diss any other show when I done eleven ish. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. What I'm saying is that's the only other thing I done yeah, apart from yeah. Love Island. So yeah, they're all Love Island people. Mm, mm. And the point I was made, I do though. Maybe it's because we're at the Edinburgh Festival and it drives comedians even more insane than they normally are, and even more in their own heads. I do feel like when I get asked the question of like, and I've genuinely, I'm not talking about you because I genuinely am in, but sometimes when comedians go like, what are the gigs like now? You do have this thing going, oh, I'm at, well, they're the, the animals. Yeah. I bet they're animals. The other thing as well is, you've got to remember, you've Put got- them in a cage. Like the you've, fr- got, you've got to do a gig, you've got to have chicken, you've got to have chicken wire in I've front got, of you. I've got, to, I've got to throw the Love Island water bottle in it and run. <laughs> But the bottom line is, they're fucking nice people. And you know, though, I think people can get this perception of, like, you know, everybody. And you know what? It's like this. Everybody kind of, and it's not dissing the guy, because I hope he he does my podcast. But people, when they start comedy, they were like, well, I I want like a Daniel Kitchen, Stuart Lee type crowd. Mm. And you know what, man? They are the ones who are some of the most biggest fucking assholes. Not the comics. The comics are some of the best comics in the world. Yeah. But the audiences. Because you don't, like... I don't want people too pretentious to laugh. And I think there is that sort of idea that you get, you know, people and you go, oh, no, they don't they don't get comedy. We mean they don't get what makes them laugh. Yeah. You know what I'm saying, though? And I think there is that sort of, uh, it can be easily to, as a comedian, you go, well, I'm doing art. And you go, no, you're telling a couple of cunt jokes. Shut up and tell it to the people who want to buy the ticket. Yeah, and also the other thing you've got to remember, and this is an absolute fact, if you are doing a theatre mm. that doesn't immediately sell out mm. because you sent out a mailing list... Mm then you are going to get people that know... If you're if you're well enough known then that you can do a theatre, mm. you're going to get people that read the theatre programme and come to a fucking thing on a Thursday. Mm. They're always going to come. I don't care fucking... I don't care if do you... you know what my funniest, you know my funniest gigs are? Is when I do up north and I do Manchester, Liverpool, and I just get normal people coming out. Do you know my worst shows are? Yeah. Hipsterville. Yeah. When I get hipster coming, because they don't laugh, they sit there and they rub their chin and they go, oh, so no, you did there with the clever, yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? And no. that's the issue. So it's, no, I, I do appreciate it. And I, I think people, best, know, shows, best shows you've ever, I've ever, I ever do at Edinburgh Fringe Festival mm. are the ones that are comfortably sold. Yeah. 
and then on the day they tipped to sold out. Yeah, because you've got people that are fucking into it, know what you're about, Mm. and then hopefully, let's say, argument's sake, 20, 30 people that go, fuck it, I'll give it a punt. And then the people that are on board from the beginning drag them and you have a great gig. Mm. Toughest gigs are the Saturdays that sold out five (laughs) months earlier because these people are like, this is going to be the best thing I've ever yeah, seen. And they, and they love it. festival and they planned it and their whole the whole day's planned around it. They've probably seen about four or five shows that day and then they come to you and they're like, right, come on. This mm. is the dream. Five mm. months I've been waiting. Let's do this. And it's never... I'm no one's five months funny. <laughs> no one's a five month wait funny. Ah, you're funny, dude. I like your stuff. It's good. I like it. But that's what I'm saying. I think that's the best good way stuff. to be. You, for, for, an audience, for a comedy audience to work, I think you need to have Tim Key always said, once you get to over 50%, then you can tip over to doing what you like because then the yeah. 50% will bring the other 50 with them. And I love the idea of having, like, say, 60% people that are there because they know what it's all about and 40% are like, I've seen this guy on a thing so, or yeah, this guy like, sort of does that thing and then you can bring them with you. I like 70% liking me and I like the other 30% horrified <laughs> and they don't understand why the other 70% like me. <laughs> That's like my favourite crowd. And then you get to shout at them. Yes, I get to shout at those people and that everyone else goes on board. Like, yeah, this guy's great. And everyone's like, I just, you know. How have you found audiences in America compared to here? Uh, well, I haven't started my tour over there yet. Have you done gigs over there? Yes, though? I've done. Oh, uh, yes, I have. But they were non-paid. Oh, um, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're all non-paid. Uh, but I have done sets over there because I had the IVs or something like that. But uh, yeah, do you know what, man? Difficult, bro. Yeah. It's difficult. Because I remember I said to my agent, I said, uh, I got the agent out there now, and they were like, oh, um, we'll put you in the alt clubs. And I'm like, well, I'm a comic. I just put me in the club clubs. And the alt clubs are normal clubs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the club clubs are beasts. What are the, what, what's just, an American club club like? What's an alt club? Like, like an alt like club the is cellar just, like and a, stuff. Is that an alt no, club? I don't know if that's an alt club. I didn't do the cellar. But I'll say an old club is like UCB, uh, The Stand, yeah, that yeah. type of stuff. And that's just like Top Secret. Yeah, that is But we yeah. wouldn't call Top Secret an alternative club. We would no, call no. it a comedy club. Yeah. And then some of their clubs are like, you know, old school Portsmouth Stronglers on crack. And then wow. you go, and you know what I'm saying? And it's like all touristy and shit. And it's like, do you know what? It's mad. It's like, do you know what? I didn't realise it would be so hard is for me to have this accent but this face. Because when I go up there... Can they up, not? Can they not get their accent? They, they, they go, I don't... And I, because I, I saw a lot of comedians go up there saying we have black people in Britain, and I always go like, I'm not doing that. Like I'm British, get over it. Yeah. And I go up there, and they're just like, why do you have this face? And with that accent, I remember I was there, and they were like, a guy away from England, Jamali, and I was there with you know my agent Chris, yeah, yeah. and Chris, who is looks quintessentially English, had like, walked in front of me, so they all thought it was him. Then I walked yeah. on, <laughs> and they were just like, what? <laughs> Fuck this guy. But um, yeah, but I'm doing some tours out there. And do you know what, man? Like, I'm looking forward to it, man. I, f- I think shows will be good. Like, I'm sort of doing that thing of it's like, you know, I'm not doing massive places, but it's people coming because they know me from the show. Yeah, so. Shit, any tickets in America, I'm yeah. back the UK. That's so good. Yeah. No, I'm, so yeah, I've, I've had to add a couple of extra shows, which is good. Boom. Yeah, I've got two extra shows. So yeah, man, I can't complain, bruv, you know? I have to come on your podcast and you can plug your shit. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Well, you asked me, man. <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> I'm joking. Tell me about this book. I want to know about this book. Well, it's not what we're talking about. It's I want to know about the book. It's about millennials. Okay. generation. So, what, so, tell me, so tell me, what's the process of writing the book? Um, for me, I had this idea of talking about, like, I feel like I'm fucking... Because like, they came to you with the deal and said, do you want to write a book? And then you have to decide what you want to write. You didn't want to well, do a biography. Well, the proper ins and outs of it was like, we went to like a load of publishers. Okay. 
And like, you'd walk into one and they'd be like, we've got a great idea. It's like the lo- voice of Love Island. So you can like go like around the world doing date. And I'm like out the door yeah, by the yeah, time they yeah, finish yeah. the sentence, you know? Because you don't, I mean, even though you love, you like doing that show, you don't want to do a show. I, I don't, don't want to, I'm not, if you write a book, man, that's, I I love books, man. Mm. Like if I write a book, I don't want it to be like a cash in, like wacky pictures where someone reads while they're having a runny dump. Like, do you know what I mean? Mm. I want a fucking to do a book. So um, I went and got the, I had this idea for ages about like, because basically, and it genuinely bothers me, like I feel like I can't get my shit together. I'm so mm-hmm. disorganised and like I've relied on like, my parents are so amazing, mum and dad. Oh, like beyond amazing. They must be proud of what you're doing. Yeah, man. Yeah. My mum and dad would lie down in traffic for me now if I text them. Like, yeah, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, wouldn't I, like, even, I, like, I, like, I like that situation needs to be done, but you've got time to text. I wouldn't even... <laughs> I wouldn't even have to, do you know I mean? I wouldn't have to have some face-to-face. That's a lot of power to have, because I think my mum loves me, but she ain't lying down no goddamn traffic over no text. Oh, honestly, I could, like, smoke signals, and she'd be like, I think he maybe means that, I'll do it just you to be, be safe. You might be hungry, she a bucket of chicken just in case. Honestly, it's insane. That's lovely, so, But then I think I relied on that so much, and then I got into this telly thing very quickly, and I was, like, an agent very quickly, mm. so, like, my shit gets done for me, and mm. I couldn't. I just feel like I'm useless and especially when you sort of like get a bit older and like you get like I've got a girlfriend and I'm like I am hopeless mm. like she is doing but the thing is like I don't know if you face this but my thing is this is I can do very like I could write a you know I can write something or I can do this or I could be creative but the idea of going to the bank and getting a letter horrifies me no and I can't do it like I, I generally, I won't do it. I, I've, I've put off stuff for months. Like, I've still got a student bank account. And I so do I. I. I haven't been university. So do I. Because I can't I can't be bothered. It. I can't, it's just the idea of that minutiae is horrifying. I had, when I stopped smoking, I had like minging bottom teeth mm. for about eight months. Like eight months from like day one, not in a cruel way, but my girlfriend would be like, you don't smoke anymore. You can get that shit polished mm. off. And I was like, oh, look, I don't fucking know. I'll do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like, and eventually, she's like, was like, look, just phone the people up. I'm like, they, this isn't gonna work. Like, this is, a, this is it's yeah, too difficult. I can't do. I'm that. only free. I'm only free like an hour tomorrow. This is gonna hide. Like, can I get a thing? Yeah, for tomorrow at this time. Yeah, cool. Wicked. Right. Okay. Maybe it was easier than I thought. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's mad though. It's just that. But I face. I, I think that's a common thing that we just can't. But I was that. wondering why, but is it, I think it's maybe generational, that's what I talk about in the book. Because mm. I was brought up, and I, I think it's fairly universal, I was brought up, my mum like, and dad, but however you were brought up, like guardian, single parent, whatever, but your mum and dad, whoever would be like, you're incredible, mm. you're special. You mm. see all those other kids, they're not as good, they're not, they're like you, but you're... <laughs> you're different. You're gonna, you can achieve anything you want to achieve. Like, do you know what I mean, regardless of effort or talent, you, you're going to do it. <laughs> Five foot... Play basketball, it's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, like, um, we brought that in, in school. School from back in the day to now is insane. Like, they used to have a cane. They used to beat the shit out of kids. Yeah. And now you get a gold sticker for showing up. Yeah. You come out, sport, sports day, everyone gets a fucking you, medal. Do you not agree with that stuff? No. Mm. You get a, a, a certificate for attending. Bronze attendance certificate for 80% attendance or, or higher. <laughs> If you go to work and attend 80%, you're getting sacked for yeah, not showing yeah, up to yeah, work. That's funny. That's true. And people are, and parents are pinning it on the wall because like, I'm fucking great showing up to stuff. Mm. I'm so good. And then the credit crunch happened. And then all that, oh, you can achieve anything became what? And everyone started going over our generation like, why do you guys expect 
so much. Mm. Get an office job. Like You fucking told me. Mm. You told me I was going to be an astronaut and now you're annoyed that I don't want a fucking gig in standard life. Mm. Like, do you know what I mean? Mm. And then, and then, so then you've got that and then work comes in and then you, work's fucked. Like the whole way companies have been set up, like the 80s I think it was, was like the first time that the people started using redundancies and stuff to balance the books. Mm. The workforce just became another bit of the balance sheet. So people are getting sacked off and chucked around and profits before the people. And as a millennial, it's been told you're special all your life. When you mean less to, to a business than the, than its profit margins, that's going to affect your ego a little bit, you know. Mm. And then, then you put the social media over the top of it, where you've got this whole world of it. Everything's instant. You can click a button, boom, you've got a pizza. Like it's fucking mm. incredible. Mm. And then they get told, yeah, you'll have a good job if you stay here for four years. You're like fuck that, I want the good job now. Mm. And it's and I feel I feel that in me, man. Like when I first started stand up, I'm so much more level headed now. But I got. I got signed by Av a company called Avalon. They're pretty big. I was, was like, within six time. months, I was like, why am I not on fucking Live at the Apollo? This is bullshit. I wasn't on Live at the Apollo because I was shit at comedy. I was mm. fucking terrible at it. Mm. But I was like, but mum says it's good and I'm with a big management and I'm precious. Mm. I'm so mm. special. I've got a story to tell. And you don't. And it's important to learn that like, you fucking, no, people don't give a shit what you think. And that is fine. And I'm saying that on a podcast that people are going to listen to. No, no, but it's true. People don't give a fuck what you think. Mm. And it's really, that is so important to learn. And you're not important. And that's fine. Mm. And it t I hope that's what they've, I've learned that a little bit doing this book. Mm. And I hope it's helped. So that's. Uh, What's the format of the book? Is it. Uh, uh, each chapter is just a different thing affecting millennials. You've got childhood. Okay. Two chapters on social media because it's yeah. a big one, isn't it? Is it humorous? Yeah. And then well, what I've like, done is know. I put a funny exact. I put a funny. Yeah, 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 I put yeah. a funny story. I think about half of them from a stand up, half of them aren't. A funny story. But, in but, each but, chapter. but you sound, sounds like you definitely got a, a good point of thesis yeah. going on. And uh, that's interesting. That's really cool, man. I just when are you releasing it? You released it's it out? out. It's oh, out. It's literally in shops How's it now. Doing? Great. You, yeah. doing it? you happy as hell? Yeah. yeah. I'm yeah, really yeah. It's got it's got too many typos, which have fucked me off. Yeah, fucking so annoying. But apart from that, it's not fine. when I say so many, like a handful, yeah. but, but that it annoys you. Though, it? Yeah, I mean this is such you're an author now. I'm an author. Fucking hell. It's so cool. I could go into a shop and I could go Waterstones now and buy my book. What a weird what a weird change, man. From fucking being doing panel show run throughs for shows that didn't exist. I know. <laughs> Today you're awful, man. I'm fucking proud of you, brother. Thanks, bro. That's good, man. In fact, I, I, and you're doing you're doing great too, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm doing okay. Trying to pay bills, man. You know that's that's the thing. It's weird, isn't it? Yeah. It's people who go, oh, you're doing great. You go, man, I'm still trying to pay bills. You, Do you know what I'm saying? You're doing, nah, man. You're you're a, you're a cut above the bills. No, mate. I'm still profit. man on my ass, man. <laughs> that's all it is. Just stop get... earning as much money. You're you're yeah, 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 yeah. Trying to get that. that no, I'll wrap it up, man. I think I've took enough of your time. But Ian, uh, thank you, man. Cheers, man. And it's, you know what, brother? It's, it's, it's always nice to see you, man. And it's, it's, it's too long. It's been too long. It's been too long. Let's yeah, do yeah. beers. We've got a week left of the festival. Yeah, let's do some beers. I'll get you a copy of my book. Yeah, bro, that'd be great. I would, I would, I would I'm ask you off camera. and be like, yeah. Not ready to adult yet. Eh? Like Ian Sterling. Yeah, but what did I get a copy? I'm good. Damn right, I'm going to get a copy. I'm going to tweet it. That's. No, no, and the rest of you guys don't get a copy. I get a copy. You've got to buy yours from Waterstones. But get, go, 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 go buy that book. And go support my brother Ian Sterling, man. And I'm proud of you. And uh, uh, I, I hope you achieve everything you want to achieve, man. And um, yeah, man, it's always good spending time with you, man. That was just Ian Sterling. It was nice catching up with him. I ain't seen Ian for a long time. That's the problem with comedy, man. You don't really get to see people as much as you like to see them.
it's always nice seeing Ian, man. Always, always, always leave with a smile on my face. But next week, I got my uh, other friend. You know, this podcast is just my friends. That's cool with me, though. Getting paid just to chat to my mates. Uh, and we got Grace Neutral, who's a lovely person. Such a good person, makes you feel like a shit person. Because you're not as uh, nice as she is, but no, she's a lovely person. And uh, yes, we got Grace Neutral. Jamali Nine. Jamali. Jamali 9000 from Mars Just land over Max with the computer My wings expand on Earth Around the universe The superhero just written a verse The J on my shirt for Jamali Never using the Molly Walking down the galaxy, computers on my hand Built in like I'm a man Machine since I was growing up with children Mechanical rapper putting a robot flow together I made a steal in any weather Disguised more than Spider-Man in the sweater Optimus way after prime Standing on top of the world, I gotta shine Just like my pop's new Cadillac CT6 The patch on my eye, I be Rick The lyrics are slick Like new now wave grease Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.